0: Hello everybody, I'm Matt Mikuchi and you are listening to Jazz's Travel. Hello everybody, Jazz is online editor Matt Mikucci here, welcoming you to a new episode of Jazz is Travel, our weekly podcast series of globe trotting conversations with or about groundbreaking and innovative artists, exploring jazz and creative music in different parts of the world, cross-cultural projects and expanding on the concept of travel. Miguel Espinoza is an award winning virtuoso flamenco guitarist and composer. His music gracefully balances tradition and innovation as he blends flamenco with northern Indian percussion, Latin jazz and classical flavors. He particularly does so with his cross-cultural Miguel Espinosa flamenco fusion, the group he formed in 2018 and that released Veneta, its new album, on January 14. For this podcast, I spoke with Maestro Espinoza about the flamenco tradition as well as his own idiosyncratic vision of the flamenco influenced by various cultures and traditions. So fire up on Audiotini and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Here is Miguel Espinoza on Jazz is Travel. Hello, Miguel. Welcome to Is Travel.
1: Hello there, Matt. Pleasure to meet you.
0: Oh, pleasure to meet you too. What part of the world are you speaking from right now?
1: I'm in Colorado.
0: Yeah. Is that where you're originally from?
1: Uh, my family, yes. They're from southern Colorado, northern New Mexico.
0: Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. We'll be talking about your new album uh, with your flamenco fusion ensemble in a moment. But first up, I wanted to ask you: uh, How would you describe the flamenco to anyone who is not familiar with it?
1: Ah, uh, flamenco is an ancient art form that uh, has many ingredients, uh, influences from northern India, the gypsies. It's very, it's very gypsy. And the gypsies migrated from northern India and went through Europe. And um, there's Moroccan influence, uh, Jewish influence. Yeah, so there's this this smelting pot of uh, ancient uh, cultures that made flamenco what it is today.
0: How did you first encounter this music? And was it always somehow a part of your life?
1: Yeah, it was always a part of my, my life because of my family and uh the flamenco dancing as a young boy i was accompanying dance classes hmm. and uh just grew up with it and then when i graduated from high school i uh went to S- spain and i lived there and studied you know lived amongst the gypsies and and just lived it and experienced it and then i started uh touring with spanish dance companies as an accompanist It's just right. kind of because i had the experience previously from accompanying uh the toques, you know, the traditional repertoire. So I knew that I had that under my belt. And then some of the dancers that were in the dance class would be like, hey, we have a gig in France. And since you know our material, would you like to uh, do this gig? And I'd be sure, and one thing led to another. And then Maria Benitez, who was uh, at that time uh, one of the world premier touring flamenco troops. She heard me a- accompanying some classes and then she called me from New York and said, well, my guitarist got into a fight with the singer and quit. And would you fly to New York? And that that's kind of started uh, me as my career as accompanying flamenco dance. Right. So I have, yeah, did flamenco dance for, you know, accompanying. So that was behind my belt, you know, and, and big influence to rhythm.
0: Yeah, talking about dance, of course. Uh, I think we should mention too that I mean, flamenco is more than just the music. It's uh, the impression I always got is that it's it's a culture, really. It's a lot more than that. It in- incorporates a lot of different art disciplines, and it kind of goes beyond that as well, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Mm.
0: So from Ramon Montoya to Paco de Lucia, it seems clear that also the guitar is kind of a primary instrument, if not the primary instrument uh, of flamenco. It's certainly the one that I would personally immediately think of when I think of uh, the flamenco. Uh, Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. Ramon Montoya was like early on, you know, uh, it would, the guitar uh, before that was mainly just to accompany cante, the singing and uh, then Ramon Montoya came around and started to uh, make it as uh, it's, it's falsetas, which are like musical passages, and and it started to evolve as an instrument that was uh, you could do solo
0: performances with. You picked up guitar from a from a quite an early age, right?
1: Okay, well, I have pictures of me in diapers with a little guitar, little <laughs> Mi- little Mickey Mouse guitar, and I uh, did my first guitar recital on PBS TV in San Francisco oh. when I was nine years old.
0: And was it uh, immediately or almost immediately the flamenco that you started to uh, learning, or was it was it some other guitar music?
1: No, yeah, it was flamenco, and then uh, of course, you know, growing up. You wanted to uh, impress your friends. So I would learn the, some of the, the, the pop culture stuff. But I've always had a love for music from India and uh, jazz yeah. and uh, especially Brazilian jazz. And so that's, I think I made my own blend.
0: With the Flamenco Fusion group, of course. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll actually be talking about it in a little bit. But because you are a uh, an educator as well. I uh, wanted to kind of ask you: What do you think is the uh, most challenging, or some of the most challenging things, are guitarists kind of struggle with to begin with when they first kind of start learning about the flamenco or learn how to play the flamenco?
1: I think it's it's very important to have proper, um, you know, and someone that knows uh, p- proper positioning and learning all the techniques each technique is uh you know has a different hand position and and if they're learned improperly then it's uh it's it's very difficult to to pull it off fluently you know
0: positioning so, so yeah
1: yeah positioning and you know a lot of kids are learning on youtube and that that's great and everything but there's no one there's no one to correct their positioning and it's it's good and it's kind of not so good because you have to be with someone mano a mano, you know.
0: So then getting to the Miguel Espinoza uh, Flamenco Fusion Group, we talked about the multicultural roots of this music, uh, and it seems to be a very important part of the whole objective, I guess, or mission statement of this group, right? Uh, We see it with the instrumentation as well.
1: I think when I was, it was back in the 90s, 95, I think, uh, I signed with Silver Wave Records and uh, did, did uh, a few uh, CDs with uh, my group. I, it was called Curandero, which means healer. And uh, I started collaborating with, with Bela Fleck, who's a, a banjo, uh, and he got into getting into jazz and fusion. And I was spent many years at that time uh, doing traditional flamenco, and I was kind of wanting to evolve and grow. And so, Bela and I kind of connected together, and we were both the same age, both vegetarians. So we we uh, had a, a delightful time fusing our traditions with the medium of jazz.
0: Uh, by the way, I'm always happy to hear that I'm speaking with a fellow vegetarian. So, but so that's that's awesome. I mean, just to give a better idea to our listeners, obviously. This this group presents a really amazing crossroads of sounds. What are the instruments that, that we hear on this, uh, uh, for example, on this new album, uh, Veneta?
1: Okay, well, there's a lot of ancient uh, ingredients. There's Indian tabla, Andy scalinger who's a wonderful percussion and he's a disciplined tabla player, and uh, it's classical chalice from uh, Dion Betkowski, and she uh, spent, her life touring and, and uh, playing with symphonies, uh, classical music, you know, uh, and even with our own Colorado Symphony, she plays. And so she's the classical, represents the classical. And then we have Randy Hepker. He's a wonderful bass player, jazz bass player, but he's also conductor and, um, you know, educator and brings to the table a lot of that. And then Lynn Baker. Was in the group and he was the professor at Denver University of Jazz with the saxophone and his wonderful jazz, you know, knowledge and and then of course myself with the the flamenco. It's so it's like all these ingredients and it, it's, it works really well.
0: The track you are hearing just now is a reimagination of a famous Eric Satie composition performed by the Miguel Espinoza Flamenco Fusion. It appears on their latest album, Veneta, available now. Much of the album consists of original music, offering a stunning combination of jazz, flamenco, and subtle world music, which capitalizes on sophisticated rhythmic elements that are emotional, natural, and organic. A central element of this coming together of tradition and genre is the duende, which we will talk about in the second part of our conversation with Miguel Espinoza. coming up right now. Uh, In this podcast series, we've occasionally come across the term duende, uh, when speaking with some musicians about their projects, uh, do you think that it, that's an important aspect of this group, especially in bringing together all of these different inter- instruments from different backgrounds and traditions?
1: Yes, absolutely. Duende is, is the, uh, the main ingredient for being able to do that. And I think, uh, the duende is the calling, the conjuring up of the, of the spirit of flamenco, the, the alma, the soul, and uh it comes through much humility. Flamenco is based on tragedy and so it's very it's very wailing. It has this um lament about it and it's the by being uh human and coming to grips with our human experience, Duende is like is it becomes comes to you. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, not yeah, an yeah. ego it's not an ego thing or it's just living life and and uh, uh, putting your heart into, meaning into your notes,
0: you know. Speaking of that mix of influence and traditions present on uh, on this album, uh, one of the most fascinating ones is I, uh, that I found is the opening track, which is a very unique rendition of a famous piece by Eric Satie. Uh, not the type of track that you would necessarily expect opening a, a flamenco album, but. Is there something stimulating about reinterpreting these pieces in a flamenco style? Or, uh, uh, this is another thing that I was uh, uh, wondering, would you say that there was maybe a bit of that flamenco spirit in even a composer like Eric Satie?
1: Absolutely, yes. What happened was one time I I had fallen and broken my wrist and I was uh, kind of, uh, you know, not able to play. And I was listening to... Eric Satie, and I was like, oh my gosh, this would make a wonderful Bulerias, and wanted to do it, and then a couple of years go by, finally I get around to doing an arrangement of it, and then that's what brought uh, Lynn Baker into my life, was I approached him, uh, went to his office at the university, and and I was like, I want to do this Eric Satie piece, and sax would be great on it, and I played well, and he was like, I'm down, I'm totally down, let's do it.
0: And uh, I forgot to ask you this, but what is the meaning of the, the title?
1: Uh, the Veneta is, uh, some people say Vanita. It's a, 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 um, Lynn Baker, the sax player, is from, from Oregon. And the, the album is dedicated to the group Oregon, who Ralph Towner and Paul Mcanless and uh, they had a big influence on my life as a flamenco guitarist because I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is the direction that I want to go. And so uh, this album is, uh, Veneta, the track is the, uh, something that I dedicated to Oregon because it's uh, you know stylistically like something that they would play, but it, with a flamenco. Uh, so Veneta is a small town in Oregon that uh, Lynn was like, let's call it Veneta. I'm yeah. like, okay, that sounds good to me. <laughs>
0: And uh, we talked about earlier the, uh, the, um, the version of the Eric Satie composition, but uh, uh, of course, uh, 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 much of this album is, is original compositions, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, hmm. we, we mainly do originals.
0: And earlier also, you said that flamenco, so much of flamenco is based on tragedy. How much of this album was conceptually influenced by the coronavirus pandemic?
1: Oh, you know, their, their track, Sad was right there when we, um, we put that together. It was an expression of, you know, just so much fear in everyone globally and uh, isolation and the lack of uh, being able to perform and play and the lack of finances, you know. It was a real, it was, you know, it was sad. If you listen to sad, it's like has that, that vibe, you know
0: as a musician or even as an individual as a person as a human being how did you live through those those the intense uh the intensity of those earlier moments in uh, of those earlier times of the pandemic
1: you know it was uh i have a 17 year old daughter and you know uh just being just being happy for her and being you know just making the best of what we have but it was it was it was like a lesson in how anything could be taken away from you at any time. And the appreciation of community and how people, uh, missing, missing, missing people, you know, missing being able to, to get together, play music, and everybody was isolated. It was a pretty, but it, it, it definitely brought the humility in, in and um, the appreciation for being able to play with my musician friends.
0: I also understand that there uh, have been or and or there will be a series of dynamic videos to celebrate the album. Uh, is that right? Can you tell yes, me a bit about that? Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, there's a there's a few if you go to meflamencofusion.com there's you can see some of the videos. So that, uh, that we and we're in the process of making more. And we're making a new album and we're going on tour in July through the through uh the east we're gonna it's gonna be great
0: oh great is that your yeah. first time on the road since it started the pandemic uh we've been
1: doing something li- a little bit last summer but yes this is gonna be the big uh, going back into we start in Provincetown Massachusetts and then we just keep going through uh, Boston and Maine and and into New York and Pennsylvania so it's gonna be fun
0: Excellent. Well, that sounds very exciting. Well, uh, Miguel, thank you very much for joining us and talking with us. Uh, It's been a pleasure.
1: Well, thank you very much, Matt. It was a pleasure meeting you.
0: I hope you enjoyed our conversation with guitarist Miguel Espinoza. His new album with his Miguel Espinoza flamenco fusion, Veneta, is available now. Music from the record plays us out, but I hope you will join me again next week for more globe-trotting conversations on a new episode of Jazze's Travel. In the meantime, why not check out more of our content on jazzes.com? That's our regularly updated website with lots of great content for both the jazz newbie and the aficionados, including news, reviews, playlists, all kinds of features, and more. And of course, you get even more when you subscribe. Till the next time, this is Matt Mikuchi signing off. See you soon.